DFS sports than PGA Golf. And there is no more unique PGA Golf tournament than the Waste Management Phoenix Open. And so that's why the Sportsline DFS podcast kicking off our golf coverage with the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Also because if I was going to be in a crowd, that's the crowd I Heath Cummings would want to be in. I'm joined by Mike McClure. This is the Sportsline DFS podcast. You've heard us talk basketball. You've heard us talk football. Now we're going to talk some golf. Mike, are you ready? I am ready. And I love that we started our golf coverage with this event. Uh, I like to call it the Happy Gilmore event. This is by far my favorite event on tour. Uh, this is, you know, I have a sports bucket list and this event is on that bucket list for me. I absolutely want to be sitting at the 16th hole at this course at some point in my life. You know, we're going to get into it just at the very beginning of this program for people that maybe are just listening because they haven't played DFS golf and thought, hey, I'd like to try that. My favorite thing, obviously, about DFS golf is the value. Like you are paying $3 to follow a one night tournament in the NBA. Maybe you get four or five hours of sweat or tilt or excitement. You get four days with golf. It starts on Thursday and hopefully you get to go all the way through Sunday. I guess some people only get two days. But Mike, just talk a little bit about what you're looking for each week on a week to week basis because golf is extremely unique. Golf is extremely unique, and golf is one where you really want to try to pay attention and get a grasp on what you think the public is going to do. Like, what we'll get into it this week. There's one player that has had a lot of success at this tournament. Uh, he's, you know, one of the best players in the world also, so he's going to have a lot of ownership. And, and golf is the one sport where you can really, like, it's really beneficial to pivot away from those guys. It's really an ownership game. Uh, but like you said, it, it's uh, it's a fun game because you get to follow it for four days. Uh, so you're going to look to try and pick guys that are obviously going to make the cut because you're not going to want to have your guys that are not going to make the cut there. So, right. yeah, it's a, it's a really fun game, though. Okay, so we are looking mostly at DraftKings pricing today. You'll be six, picking six golfers. There's no positions. It's just all based on price. You've got a $50,000 salary cap. And I think the one there, – there's two guys you could have been talking about when you said that, Mike. I think the one guy you were talking about was Adegi Matsuyama, who is the favorite, according to Vegas, to win this tournament at 9-1. Nine, at nine to one. He is the most expensive option on DraftKings. He has won this tournament twice, 11500 Is that who you were talking about? Absolutely. He will definitely be the – chalk of the field this week uh, even though he's the most expensive you don't always see the most expensive golfers being chalk because there's usually a, a value guy there but if i had to handicap it at this point i would say that matsuyama is going to be at least 30 percent owned uh, because the, the course history is so strong there and that's one thing that a lot of dfs players in golf are going to use uh, when you get tournaments like this they play the same event every year uh, it's kind of like batter versus pitcher in baseball a little bit Yep. And people like to lean on the uh, the course history. I kind of tend to look at you know some of the more factual data, but you know it's okay. So when you say some use. of the more some of the more factual data, like certain courses, there are courses where you must be a long hitter to compete because yes. they're longer courses. There are courses where putting is more difficult, and you've, you've got to really be a good putter. There are courses where iron play is really important. Can you tell us, as far as the waste management at Phoenix Open goes, like what's the number one thing you're looking for? And is it being able to withstand someone yelling in your backswing? Uh, that is <laughs> definitely something that comes into uh, into play here. Uh, so that's something you need to be concerned with when you look at some of the younger players that maybe are making their first or second stop at this event. 
Uh, but it, it's certainly not the most important still. I, I'm glad that you mentioned driving distance. That's one that everyone seems to always care about and pay attention to because, you know, if, just basic logic. If you can get the ball a little closer to the hole, it's probably a good thing. But that's not necessarily the case here at this event as I'm prioritizing like strokes gained on the approach or driving accuracy. Uh, those are two different metrics that kind of really focus on the same thing, but you know, just kind of depends on the approach that you like to take. I kind of like to look at strokes gained on the approach. And then I'm also going to be looking at par five scoring. I'm going to be looking for guys that are consistently picking up birdies on those par five holes. Uh, and then the other uh, stat that I look at heavily here is green. It's just how often, you know, are, are they hitting the greens in regulation here? Uh, because driving distance and the putting itself really are kind of neutralized at this event. Okay. Okay. Now the other guy you could have been talking about is the crowd favorite at this event. And that's Phil Mickelson. He has won the event three different times. He is $3,000 cheaper than Hideki Matsuyama at 8,500. Do you, ha- are you going to have Phil Mickelson and will he also be overowned? Uh, he might be overowned because he is a, uh, you know, he's a very popular name in golf, uh, especially with, with the general public. I might have one share of Phil Mickelson, but he's certainly not somebody that I'm jamming into lineups this week. Uh, the one interesting thing to note also, he has played well. He, you know, obviously has the course history, like you said there. He also is an Arizona State University graduate. Uh, so he's very familiar with the territory here, which might explain why he's played so well in the area. Um, he, he's certainly going to be popular, but he's going to be popular for the wrong reasons. And that's, in my opinion, anyway, that's just because he's a, a local guy. He's a big name that, you know, any casual fan that's going to play DFS golf is going to see Phil Mickelson's name and assume, OK, you know, Phil Mickelson, I know that it's uh, he, he's a good golfer. Now, so. for me, I, I just don't think whether Hideki Matsuyama has won this tournament twice before or not. I cannot imagine a universe in which I'm paying more for him than I'm paying for Jordan Spieth. And he is $100 more than Jordan Speed. Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, it's really close. We, we're used to seeing Jordan Speed, you know, be one of the best players in the world. And he, and he still is. Uh, the, the course history is certainly going to put Matsuyama above Speed. But as far as the course profile, I actually kind of like Speed. If you, if you follow Jordan Speed at all, a lot of his troubles have come from putting. And, and putting, the greens are actually pretty easy here at TPC Scottsdale. So it's not really a concern. So I think Jordan Spieth is certainly a good play. Uh, I think that he's still probably going to be the next highest owned player in that top five, though. Uh, okay. So he's going to be relatively chalky still. Why don't you go ahead and rank those top five? Hideki Matsuyama, Jordan Spieth, John Rahm, Ricky Fowler, and Justin Thomas. These are the five golfers on DraftKings that are over $10,000 this week. If you're playing one, which one are you playing? Uh, if I'm pl- well, let's, let's put it this way. If, if we're talking about DFS value, then it's Justin Thomas for me, for sure. If we're talking about, say, betting value or just overall who I think might win the, you know, has the best odds to win the event, uh, that's going to be John Rahm for me. Okay. So, uh, I, as far as the top five, I actually have Hideki Matsuyama fifth, which is not going to be a popular opinion with the, uh, public. Okay. So rank them in, in order of your preference. Okay. John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler, Jordan Spieth, and Hideki Matsuyama. And how uh, ownership has a lot to do with that, I assume. Yes, ownership has a lot to do with it. Uh, price point is also going to have a lot to do with it. I think Justin Thomas is the guy that really stands out the most for me, is offering the most value. People have really kind of written him off after you know a few disappointing performances in spots where we thought that he should have been maybe at the top. 
Uh, but my projection model, which you can get over at sportsline.com, you'll get the projected top 40 every week. Uh, if you head over there, that's included in your subscription. Um, if you look at that there, my model has Justin Thomas as a very, very strong option for this tournament. It's a very good course fit for him. Like I said, I have him projected to finish second, which is higher than Hideki Matsuyama and Jordan Spieth. Now, I assume, and I could be wrong, you're only playing one of these guys, or is there a situation where you play both Rom and Thomas? Um, it's going to be difficult to do that there. You know, you certainly can. There are value guys that you can take a flyer on. You know, you just need one of those guys to sneak in and make the cut. And if you get one of those value guys that makes the cut and these guys finish, say, one, two or two, three in this event, then it's certainly going to pay off for you. Uh, but most likely you're going to take one of these guys and then you're going to be looking at guys from from some of the other tiers. OK, let's talk about that next tier in the nine thousand dollar range. We've got four golfers. Uh, just tell me who your favorite option in that range is. Okay, my favorite option in the in the ten thousand to nine thousand dollar range. Yes, uh, that's going to be Alex Norin, who finished second in this last event that they played at uh, at Torrey Pines, and he lost that in a playoff. Uh, the you know people might be worried about him having to spend the extra day in San Diego. Uh, it's you know it's a forty five minute flight, so I'm not really concerned about the uh, the travel to TPC Scottsdale from San Diego. But I do think that he's someone that projects very well in my projection model. We actually had him projected very high last week. And, you know, if you followed along on Sportsline last week, you had a very profitable week in golf. Uh, thanks to Alex Noren. Uh, I will be going back to the welder. I think that this is a really good spot for him. Uh, so far on tour this year, he is six for six on cuts made. And then he got his first top 10 last week. And I think he's got a really good chance of doing that again this week. Now this next group of golfers in the eight thousand dollars, eight to nine thousand dollar range, I think, is maybe the most fun. You've got Phil Mickelson in there, you've got JB Holmes in there, you got Matt Kuchar in there, and then I'm just going to give you an inside tip here, Mike. This this one's free. I may have to yep. charge for this after this, but my parents are in town this week. They are big golf fans. I was trying to explain golf DFS to them, and my mom tells me that Webb Simpson is the play this week. Yeah, I don't know that's... why she said that. But my mom says Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson is going to be a very, very popular play. I think he's a uh, he, he's someone that certainly fits the bill at this course. Um, I personally kind of like Alex Norman better, and they're only three hundred dollars apart. I know we're talking about them in different tiers, but Webb right. is certainly at the upper part of this tier, and I kind of group him with, with those other guys. Okay. I will be pivoting to Norin and paying three hundred more just because I know that Webb Simpson will be more, more popular. Okay. But he is in a very good spot. I uh, I certainly agree with your family there. I think Webb Simpson is in a great spot. And like you mentioned, this tier is really fun. Uh, Gary Woodland, Kansas guy that I like to follow a lot, uh, He he's in a very good spot. I think he's one of the better cash game plays on the slate. I, I don't think he offers a ton of upside in tournaments for you, but I can't see a scenario in which he misses the cut here. I think he's a near lock to make the cut. Uh, so I think he's someone that you should be considering just depending on how you're building your rosters. Um, you know, we already talked about Phil. He's going to be more popular than he should be, in my opinion. The guy that I want to talk about, I think, is interesting, though, is Austin Cook. Uh, Austin Cook is, you know, relatively new here. He's never played at this event, but he's been excellent since joining the tour here. He's seven of seven on cuts made. Uh, I think that this is a, you know, really, really good spot for him. I think that people are probably going to play a guy like Matt Kuchar, who's very consistent over him. They're probably going to play Phil Mickelson over him. Uh, so in this group, I think Austin Cook is the real wild card because he's never played here. So he's the guy that I probably have the most interest in if I'm playing tournaments. Okay. 
It's got, there is some risk that Cook will be shook, though, by the crowd. Yes. <laughs> okay. So we've, we've talked about the, the upper elite guys, the 9,000 range, the 8,000 range. Let's talk about value plays because we're going to need some cheaper plays. Who is your favorite cheap play in this tournament? Uh, probably Charlie Hoffman. Uh, Charlie Hoffman is a guy that he's not going to be very highly owned. Uh, you know, the odds, I think he's 70 to one right now. Uh, which is a, a pretty long shot. I mean, you know, we've seen 70 to 1 players win events before, but it's not incredibly likely. Uh, but he's popping up way higher in my projection model. I actually have him projected to finish in the top 10, uh, oh, wow. which is pretty significant. Uh, so I, I think that Charlie Hoffman is a guy that nobody's really going to own him because there are a lot of other really good golfers in that range and, and other golfers that I will be using. I think a lot of the golfers that I'm using this week, like there's at least six guys, probably well five guys for sure that are coming from the seventy-four to eight thousand dollar range in my lineups this week. So I've got a core here of Justin Thomas, Charlie Hoffman, and Alex Norn. Yep. That's three of your six golfers. So uh, good luck this week, and uh, we will talk to you again about NBA a little later in the day.